Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to, I don't even know what episode number this is because we took last week off, but this is a new episode of Air to Earth podcast. I'm your host, Ange. Welcome, welcome, friends. I hope everybody's having a great day, as I always do. Um, So this episode is going to be about intuition. I have been thinking a lot about it over the past week. Um, I refer to it very often. I refer to it, I think, in episodes a lot and on my Instagram page. And it occurred to me that um, like a lot of things that I discuss freely, I take for granted that people understand what I'm talking about. And so intuition is one of those things that I think there's a lot of research and science to prove that it exists. But if you don't know that, and you're someone who doesn't do a lot of research or doesn't read a lot or doesn't keep up to date with just findings in psychology and emotional health and mental health and all those good things. Um, If you don't know those things well, then you might think that this is just esoteric, spiritual, religious mumbo jumbo, and that it has no um, grounding. And I'm here to tell you that that is so not true. Like intuition is a real thing. And um, it would be terrible for that not to be stated plainly and discussed in average circles. So I want to help change that. If, If intuition is something that you think is like something you can believe in or not believe in, um, I have news for you. It's an actual thing. And the reason I want to push that reality is it's a wonderful tool that we're all blessed to have just by being human. It's something we all have innate to our processing systems. Um, It's just not one that represents the conscious mind or the tangible. And so I don't want us to think that those things don't exist just because they're on the uh, the other side of of consciousness. So um, I'll just I'll define exactly what I mean by that in a second, but that's what this episode is going to be about and that's kind of where the inspiration came from. Um, so stick around. Um, I think you'll really enjoy this one. We're going to break down what intuition is and how to use it properly, what it's there for, um, and how you can practically use it in decision-making in different aspects of your life. Before we do that, though, we are going to do our energy check-in, and this is an opportunity for us to check in with ourselves, be present, be mindful in the moment, um, take a few breaths, and see how you are feeling. See what state of being you're in in this very moment. I'm going to take a moment to do so in a second, and I do encourage you all to pause me and do the same for yourself. Whatever comes up, don't judge it. Not good or bad. It just is. Allow yourself to be and feel whatever it is that you feel and go from there. So let's get into our energy check-in. Okay, folks, so this is a positive energy check-in. Yay, Ange. Um, I'm feeling like it's important for me right now to live in the moment. I think that that's true always, but um, I'm tying up 
a lot of things. One major thing I'm tying up right now is school. I will be graduating with my bachelor's in communications and professional writing in two weeks. And it's one of those times in life where it's like you're you're completing something, you know, you're completing something. And it's important for me not to think from a state of mind that I'm used to thinking in. So I'm very, um, how do I put it? I'm I'm used to being in a, a state where I am getting my bachelor's degree. You know what I mean? Like I'm used to that. I'm used to that mindset. I'm used to waking up and thinking, do I have schoolwork today? Or what do I need to get done this week? Or what papers do I need to write? Or what do I need to think about, et cetera, et cetera. And so now that this chapter of my life is closing finally, I there's a transition that needs to happen in terms of my goals, in terms of my frame of mind, in terms of my day-to-day thinking. And so it's important for me to stay in the moment because I could easily get caught up in the need to change and look towards the future. And that undoubtedly is going to make me anxious. So people have been, you know, asking me like, oh, what are you going to do to celebrate? And I'm like, I literally can't put my mind in that frame just yet because it's just, I know it's only two more weeks, but I need to focus on these two weeks and I need to just get the work in. And then I'll be able to kind of take a breath and be like, holy shit, I did that. Like that's done. I'll never have to do that again and and just move on. So I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling great about that. I'm, like I said, not quite ready to congratulate myself just yet, because I just really think um, at the end is really when you need to buckle down and just make sure that you know my GPA is as high as it can be for these last two classes um, and things like that. Just, t- just finishing up strong is what's on my mind. Um, and so my energy is very much so like, just be in the moment, just be, just be. Um, don't think about the past, don't think about the future, just be in this moment and relish in this feeling of like almost accomplishing something um, really awesome. So that's where I am. Uh, I hope that you all took this moment to do the same for yourself. Just assess where you are physically, mentally, emotionally. And the more you do that, I think the more of a practice around mindfulness and being in the moment, you'll. Um, start to to grow and that's a good thing that's a good thing because we know that when we're in the past we can become nostalgic and even regretful if we stay in that energy and if we focus too much on the future we become anxious and um overwhelmed by the mystery of life so accept the moment be happy in the moment that you have be grateful um and I think that that's it's it's it'll be good. It'll be good for you to do so. I know it helps me. So um, thank you for sharing this this moment with me. That's been our energy check in. Okay, folks. So as I mentioned before, this episode is going to be about intuition, and we're going to start with a little story. It's a quick one, I promise. Um, so. I was driving a couple of weeks back and I was approaching an intersection and I had my niece and nephew in the car with me. I believe I was dropping them off at daycare. 
And so, you know, there's like a heightened sense of safety, or at least there should be if you're in the car with young people. I know for me, there is. I drive a little bit differently if I'm by myself versus if I have kids in the car. So, you know, just a heightened awareness in terms of, of safety. And so I'm approaching this intersection and I have the green. I have the green and the road, the two lanes going in my direction have to turn left at this intersection. There is no going straight. You would go into like a business or the sidewalk. So traffic is is led to turn left at this intersection in, in terms of my lane and the lane next to me, right? So I have the green and so, but it is an intersection. So there are people on my right traveling forward, if that makes sense. Traveling, um, if I were stopped, they would be traveling across from me. I hope I'm painting this picture correctly. And so, but again, they have the red, I have the green. So, you know, in a perfect world, they would approach the light and stop and would not run into me in this intersection, right? As I'm approaching it, something tells me very clearly Again, there's nobody in the car but me and the kids, and I'm not speaking to them at the moment. So it's quiet. I'm just just moseying along, not thinking about anything in particular. And that's going to be important as we um, analyze this story later on. But I'm not thinking about anything in particular, just driving along. And something very clearly says to me, the next car approaching what, sh what is a red light on my right, right? They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And so even though you have the green, Angela, this is what the voice said to me, um, even though you have the green, you should stop or you should slow down because the next car that's coming, they're not going to stop. And if you don't stop, they're, you're, you may collide. And it was such a, it was as I was approaching the light. So this feeling or this thought came over me. And so I listened, I don't know. I didn't have time to question it. I just listened and I put my foot on the brake and sure enough, a truck, um, for whatever reason, I think the person was like digging down on the passenger side or doing something. And sure enough, ran the red light right in front of me and ended up screeching to a halt dead in the middle of the intersection. Had I gone, they would have hit me. And I stopped at the light. It ended up turning yellow and then red. And so I was just there at a red light now staring at this truck that ran their red light and they're dead stopped in the intersection. Like, oh shit, I'm sure. Like, oh fuck, what am I doing? And I just laughed to myself. I was just like, oh shit. Like, first of all, thank you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you are. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter that you were right. And so thank you. Right. And I think that that is a great example of what intuition is. So if you've ever had a moment like that, where something told you go left instead of going right, something told you leave the party and then it ended up getting shot up or something like that after you left, or something told you stay away from this person. You don't have anything on the outside that telling you to do so. They seem perfectly fine on the outside, but something tells you just stay away from this person. Don't engage with this person. And then you find out something horrible about them or that they didn't have the best intentions. That, my friends, is your intuition speaking to you. And unfortunately, if you are someone who is very practical and pragmatic and likes evidence and um, questions everything and is skeptical. Those are really great tra traits. Um, but unfortunately, I think 
people who err on that side of things have trouble having faith in things that um, are mysterious or of the unknown worlds or realms, if you will. And I think that if we get stuck questioning everything, then we we may put ourselves in danger. So if we take our um, our example that we just went through, if I took a moment and said, well, that's weird. That was a weird thought. I don't know where that came from. Get out of here. I got a green light. Let me do what makes sense. I would have gotten hit. And I don't, me personally, I'm a little on the airy side. So although I do like to question things, I'm not so hell bent on needing to explain things to the T all the time. For me, if you expose yourself and you help me, I'm with it. Like we, we're friends. I don't care what you are, where you're coming from. I don't question things so, so much. Um, so that's me. But I do understand that for people who are not as airy and um, abstract as I am, how you can tap into things that are of unknown worlds or just can't be explained the way that we explain um, other laws in our very conscious and, and uh, physical realms, right? So there, there's the metaphysical realms that we can't touch and prove and run tests on and things like that. So what about, I want that world, I want the benefits of knowing about these other realms um, to be normalized and accessible. So that's why I have conversations like this. That's why I choose topics like this, because like I said, science suggests that these things exist. So, um, let's not talk about these things as if it's some sort of mystical, untouchable, unobtainable, um, topic or thing, you know, it's, it's accessible to everyone. And, um, the sooner we accept that, the more we can have these conversations and actually start to learn to use these things to our benefit. So what happened in the car? What happened there? What was that? What was that voice? Where did it come from? Is it me? Is it God? You know, I think after doing some research and studying up on um, some of the more major names in psychology over the past like century or so, so like Carl Jung, spelled with a J, um, one of the most, I think, discussed psychologists um, of our time. So the way he explained intuition was it is seeing with your unconscious mind or perceiving with your unconscious mind. So when we perceive things in our conscious mind or physical realm, we see it, we compute it, we have a thought about it maybe, or and or we feel something toward it, right? So that process is a lot slower. Um, it involves reasoning, thinking, um, feeling, like I said, but none of those things, thinking or feeling, have to do with intuition. They're three separate things entirely. So our intuition is when we very quickly, quicker quicker than we can do on purpose, right? Quicker than we can do on purpose, we perceive something and are able to a lot of times make a judgment based on something that is not there. So how I knew that this person, the next person coming to this light was going to run it, and then that that would put me and my family in danger, I do not know, but I did know it. 
and I stopped at a green light and it, it saved us from colliding with this car. You know, that I know. Now you could brush it off as coincidence. You can brush a lot of things off as coincidence if you want. But remember that the next time you're like, I knew it, I should have done this. The next time you say that to yourself, remember that you brushed it off as a coincidence. So maybe you shouldn't do that in the future. Maybe you should, maybe you should look into what intuition actually is because it is real. So that's the first thing. First of all, it's real. Second of all, it is a lot quicker and a lot more accurate, I think, than our reasoning. Because it doesn't require thinking. There's no way that I could have thought something up in that moment that would have helped me come to the same conclusion. It, it happened very quickly. It was accurate. I listened to it and I was saved from a, from a dangerous situation. So how can we, if it's, if it's seemingly random like that, how can we use it to our benefit? Can we use it to our benefit? I think so. For sure. I definitely think so. I think that there are things that we can do and not do that keep our intuition sharp and keep keep it on the forefront of things. So it is the subconscious, which means that our conscious mind more often than not will take precedence over our unconscious mind. We tend to ignore our gut instinct because of the lack of proof aspect. And so we go with our rational mind because we can we can convince ourselves or others quite easily with an argument that we've put together with evidence. And there's nothing wrong with that. You need both. But to ignore your gut instinct, to ignore your intuition, to ignore or dismiss something as a coincidence simply because you can't quite explain where it came from or why it may have been accurate, I think is silly. I think it's silly. I think you're denying a part of yourself um, that's there to help you. It's a part of your instinct. It's, it's to help you recognize danger, um, quicker than your rational mind can, can. So let's talk about ways that we can practice intuition. There's a lot there. There are a lot in my opinion, but I'm going to talk about two specifically. So one of them is desire, desire. The, the courage that it takes for a human being to actually admit that they want something, right? So you may not realize that it, it takes courage for you to want anything. It's very easy to go through life not admitting that you want anything because then you never have to feel disappointment. You never have to feel failure. So the cowardice, if you will, goes through life never admitting what they want, never admitting it to themselves and certainly not admitting it to other people and actually going for those things. Because like I said, then you have to deal with the possibility of failure and that takes courage. So if you take the example of me being in the car with my family, I want to get to my destination safely. That was an explicit thought of mine. So it's not something I took for granted that day. Like I said, when I get into the car with my niece and my nephew, there's a specific, there's a heightened sense of safety. There's a heightened desire to get to my destination safely because I have little ones with me. So I do believe that that heightened sense, it was silent within myself. It's not something I, I do 
in my external you know, space. It's not something I say to myself or anything, but I do know that deep down inside of me, I, like I said, I drive a little bit differently. My awareness is heightened when I'm with my, with, with the kitties because, you know, they, they are more innocent than I am. And so there's something that I do, you know, in my unconscious self when I'm in the car with them. So that's the first thing is desire. You have to desire to get there safely, like specifically, specifically, I wanted to get to our destination um, safely. And I do believe that, that it's, it's similar to a prayer. It's an intention. It's daring to ask the universe of a specific outcome, right? So that's one. Two would be confidence. So I could have just as easily as I accepted this little voice that came out of nowhere, I could have just as easily dismissed it. And who knows what would have happened, right? But I accepted it, I confided in it, and I trusted it all in an instant. And it saved me and my niece and my nephew. So confidence in your desire, you know? I I guess what happened very quickly was, well, shit, there's no downside to stopping, slowing down at this green light. I got a feeling. Let's just see. Let's see. But I erred on trusting the, the little voice as opposed to dismissing it. So I would say that those two things can help you practice intuition. First of all, dare to want something in a specific outcome, excuse me, in a specific situation, dare to want a specific uh, outcome. Want something. Want something for yourself. And then listen. And then listen to what comes to you after you admit that you want something. Listen to what your body tells you about that thing, how you feel when you think about that thing. Um, when you envision it, what what other visions come in, bad things, good things, whatever they are, let them flow and see what comes up. It's all important. I don't believe in coincidences. So that's me. Try it. The next time you want to brush something off as a, as a coincidence, don't. Confide in it. Trust in it. Believe it. See what happens. See if it changes your outcome at all. See if it changes your perception. It's worth a, worth a shot. And a little bit longer of a list that I made here. Um, so I figured, okay, people want to know how to practice this, how to how to how to do this. You know what I mean? Um, how to engage with this? But let me tell you some things that absolutely corrupt your intuition and that um, processing mechanism. Four things I came up with. First of all, lying. Now, I personally just have an issue with people who who bend the truth at will, who have so little respect for reality that they would that they would lie about it. And it's not to say that I've never lied, but I'm talking about people who do so out of a lack of awareness of what they're doing, like the harm that they're doing to themselves by doing so. And a lot of it has to do with intuition. So when we lie, continuously, not talking about a white lie, not talking about just being a human being. I'm talking about you make a practice of this. You'll realize that what you intended to bend the truth about or to manipulate the truth about in order to be seen a certain way or whatever the reason is for your lie, you'll realize that that lie now has a life. And in order to keep that lie alive and whatever you were hinging, like I said, whatever your goal was in lying, 
in order to keep that alive, now you're going to have to tell another lie or you're going to have to upkeep the lie and keep it alive, right? And this takes energy. So you can lie to yourself, no pun intended. If you can lie to yourself and and um say that it doesn't take energy, you know, that that this is fun, you know, living a double life and all this bullshit that people do, it takes energy and you're choosing to put your energy into into that, right? So you got to keep the lie up and now you tell another lie and you tell another lie, you tell another lie. And soon the lie is your goal. It, it becomes your goal is keeping the lie alive. And when you do that consistently enough, you'll start to believe the lie. You'll start to believe the lie. You won't know that you're lying anymore because you, you utter it the same way you utter the truth, you know? So what happens is that internal compass that we all have, that internal um, intuition, it becomes corrupted. The processing becomes corrupted. And that trust that comes with listening to your intuition becomes askew. All of a sudden, you can't hear the voice anymore. It's almost like the voice doesn't exist. And you, re you overly rely on your rational mind to, to figure things out. And that results in anxiety, you know? So again, you can tell yourself that, that, that it doesn't matter, that lying to yourself, lying to others to upkeep whatever other thing you've prioritized over the truth, you can tell yourself that that has no damage, but my goodness, I would disagree with you. And I think a lot of psychologists would disagree with you as well, that lies do a lot of damage beside misleading people. Beside betraying their trust, you're betraying your own trust, your internal trust in yourself. So when you say something now, you're going to second guess it. Your inner self is going to second guess it. Where is this Where is this coming from? Is it the truth or is it the truth that I'm telling everyone else or isn't? You know, it becomes a very complicated mechanism when if you were a truth teller, this would be very simple and flowing. But now it's jarring and um, problematic. So lying corrupts your your intuition. Second, I have caring about other people's opinions. So if you are overly concerned with how you look and looking cool and looking, I don't know, attractive, um, desirable, if, if you're overly concerned with that, you're going to deny your intuition because you've prioritized other people's opinions above your own inner knowing. So we'll dismiss things we know of a situation or a person um, in order to, to be upheld in a certain light, in order to be seen in a certain light. Not a good thing. <laughs> Not a good thing. Third, we have cowardice. Cowardice. So this would be the antithesis or the, the opposite of, of needing confidence in self, needing confidence in your inner voice to be able to listen to it. Um, if you are a coward, if you're someone who is fearful of failure, fearful of um, disapproval, and you allow these things to dictate your actions, your intuition is dead. You're not going to be able to listen to your intuition because so often our intuition tells us to do what doesn't make sense to other people. So if you are not willing to put yourself in, in situations that don't make sense to your circle, that don't make sense to people, 
and um, bet on yourself in that way, you're not going to be able to listen to your intuition or you're going to just get used to ignoring it to the point where the voice, like I said, it goes away, you know? So cowardice. And then fourth, overthinking. And this I am so guilty of. So this is um, that over-relying on your conscious mind, your reasoning, your, your problem-solving abilities. This is an overly masculine quality. If we rely too much on our ability to rationalize and reason, then we ignore intuition because we're going to need evidence. We're going to need uh, something to go off of in order to move in a certain direction. And the most successful people, look it up. Think of a CEO that you really admire. Think of um, a business person or entrepreneur, someone that you really admire. If they've written anything, any books, any articles about their success, look into it. I guarantee you, they will tell you that they equally rely on their intuition as they as they do their um, their problem solving and and rationality because it's a balance the intuition the unknown the unseen worlds uh, and being able to manipulate that those things and know those things and trust in those things is all feminine energy it's where creativity comes from and I'll get into that. I'll get into that, but that's where creativity comes from and innovation comes from. That's feminine energy, the ability to birth, feminine, the ability to take advantage of fertility, the ability to see something through to fruition to its birth, you know, something that didn't exist before and now it exists. You have to rely on intuition for those things. If you've ever created anything, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of times, um, if you paint, if you write poetry, if you sing, uh, songwrite, if you create dance, uh, choreography, in order for you to make something that does not exist yet, you kind of have to go, you have to go somewhere. There's a realm you have to you have to go to. And if you're thinking too much, any creative will tell you this. If you're thinking too much, you're not going to be able to tap in. You're not going to be able to tap into that creative space. It's not a rational place. It's not a rational place. And and in and the process that needs to take place in order for you to create is not rational. It does not make sense. It's not going to make sense to other people. You just have to tap into your inner knowing and bring it out for other people to see and appreciate. But that process is all intuitive, all intuition. It tells you what color to use. It tells you what, what way to move your body. It tells you what topics to cover in a podcast. You know what I mean? It's all intuitive. If you question it too much, you won't create anything. So overthinking fourth way to um, corrupt your intuition. And so I started thinking of reasons to practice intuition and I just tapped into it. You know, if, like I said, think of someone you admire, think of someone you admire and why, someone you consider, ex uh, excuse me, successful and why. If you can talk to them, talk to them about intuition and how they create. If you can't, like I said, read up on it. Think, uh, 
think of the person and then research whether they've written anything, if they've put out any content on their processes or why they're successful, what they attribute their success to, et cetera, et cetera. And I would say that there is no innovation. There is no new mechanism that we all use, technology, you know, ideas, the things that move the world forward that keep us problem solving as new problems arise, right? In order to engage in that, you need your intuition. You need your intuition. And so that's a hell of a reason to practice intuition and to tap into it and to discuss it. And so me personally, I just think that uh, we need to move into a frame of mind where we no longer think of these things as whatever stigma we put on spirituality or even religious ideas or the esoteric or the metaphysical, whatever you want to call it. I think it's time that we accept that it is just as real as our physical worlds, as our scientific laws and things of that nature. And in fact, they work together. They are not opposites of each other. They're two sides of a reality that we're all trying to make sense of. The sooner we accept the unknown parts, I think the better off we'll be. We'll actually understand our existence in a fuller way. And so that's why I discuss these topics and um, you know topics like it. I want to create a space where we can talk about these things just as naturally as we do social injustice or something of that nature, you know? So that's what I have for you on intuition. I know it was a lot of information and I'll create some graphics to help conceptualize all of this uh, for my visual learners. And that will be accessible on Instagram throughout the week. I'll work on that. But that's what I have for you on intuition. Um, like I said, if you've ever had a moment like that, try not to second guess it. It's kind of an oxymoron trying not to second guess it, but basically let it flow. Let things that don't make sense in your reasoning space of your head, let them flow. Let them live just as much as you would a rational thought. You know, Be balanced in that way. And I guarantee you, you'll be more successful um, just in life, in decision-making, you'll be able to tap into either one as, as you see fit to make the best decision possible. So that's what I have for you. I really hope you enjoyed our little conversation on intuition. It's a very cool topic. Um, look into it. I will be posting some of the psychologist work that I researched to do this episode. Uh, so if you want to do your independent research, which I always suggest, um, then I'll I'll have that for you guys on my Instagram as well. While I'm talking about my Instagram, you can contact me, reach me, or reach any of um, the content that Air to Earth creates on Instagram. And that'll be at air to earth underscore air, the number two earth underscore. You'll find everything Air to Earth there. And I also want to talk really quick about some tools, actual tools that you can use to strengthen your intuition. I've been engaging in them this year, and it absolutely helps me just exercise that flow of thought 
that I was talking about, not judging things, just trusting that the way you perceive things is special and um, can help you tap into your creative endeavors to kind of bless the world, you know, and just accepting that process and, and engaging with it and getting better at it. So the first one is tarot. I do read tarot for anybody who's looking for private readings, please DM me on Instagram or um, go ahead to the website on the Instagram page in the bio section. There will be a link to the website there and there's a form you can fill out letting me know um, when you're available and all that good stuff so we can set up a reading. But tarot readings are a great way to tap into your intuition, whether you're reading or whether you're getting a reading. Um, so tarot cards, is they're a wonderful resource in that endeavor. And the Zodiac. So you can use the Zodiac to read your energy and understand your energy, your perception, the way that you see things, your underlying self, as well as your um, the self that you show people. I couldn't think of the word. Um, but all parts of yourself basically is what I'm saying. You can use the Zodiac to understand yourself on a deeper level. And so Air to Earth offers life path portfolios. And what that does is it's gonna break down some of the aspects of your birth chart and use the Zodiac to uncover parts of yourself that you may not have paid attention to otherwise or been able to access otherwise. Uh, and so the Zodiac can be used as a tool to help access those deeper parts of yourself, the subconscious and unconscious selves um, that we're talking about that intuitively we know are there, but um, a lot of times need a tool to help um, access. So the Zodiac and Tarot are two very good examples of tools that can help us uh, practice our intuition and strengthen it. Also, if you are looking for ways to support Air to Earth, if you like the content, if you feel uh, the topics that we discuss here and uh, they help you get your mind going and have conversations in your personal life that are of meaning, then there are a couple of ways you can support. First of all, you can continue to show up and listen every week. Um, that definitely let me, lets me know that people care about the same shit that I do <laughs> and think about the same shit that I do um, and just need a space to kind of air it all out and discuss it. You can like, comment, share, subscribe. Also, um, let me know what you think. Let me know how topics or episodes helped you. Let me know what you got out of it. Um, you can add books that you've learned from and that you've researched and have changed your life for the better. And um, you can share those on my Instagram page or you can go on the website and list that. And that list is updated every two weeks. So there are multiple ways that you can engage. Um, and I think that that's my preferred method of support. Also, if you would like to support in terms of donations and subscriptions, you should know that 10% of all proceeds are given back into the community uh, via nonprofits. And the other 90% is used to help improve content, improve the product, improve research methods, improve technology, microphones, 
and also just helps me show up every week and take the time to do so. So there are multiple ways you can support if you have the money and would like to support in that way. Absolutely. Um, money makes the world go round. Money is, is how we um, can invest in things a lot of the time. But if you don't want to um, support in that way, just know that, like I said, your engagement is really uh, priceless. And I can't put a number um, or a priority on on how you choose to support. If you show up and listen every week and shoot me a comment letting me know, um, like I said, what you get out of it, then, then I can't put a value on that. That is just absolutely, how do I put it? It, 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 it's encouragement a lot of times when I need it the most. I'll put it that way. So please don't think lightly of those things. If you feel compelled to do so, please do so. It is very much so appreciated. And that is all that I have for you today, friends. Again, if you would like to find me, you can do so on Instagram and everything pretty much is born from there. So the Instagram for air to earth is going to be at air to earth underscore air, the number two earth underscore, and you'll find me and all things air to earth right there on the Instagram page. Thank you so much for meeting me here today, friends. Thank you for listening in. I really hope you have a great day and glow up.